0: Hello, welcome back to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective Podcast. My name is Jennifer Appleshy, her, and this week I got to talk to the incredible Shawnee Hadjian about all things headshots. There are tons of incredible headshot photographers out there. Shawnee's work really speaks for itself, and the way in which they approach the space, the environment, the shoots, the prep, the emotional life around all of it is something that I really wanted to share with with all of you. And of course, we talk about wardrobe and hair, makeup, accessories, how to show up to your shoot emotionally, physically, spiritually. But Shani also shares tips for finding a photographer that speaks to you and price points, how often to update your shots, what to prep in advance, and most importantly, the way to be yourself in front of the camera. So if you are in need of new headshots or are thinking about booking a session in the near future, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Hi. Hey. <laughs> um, y'all, I'm so pumped that Shani Hajian is here with us today. Hello.
1: Hey. I'm excited um, to be here.
0: Oh, I cannot wait. Um, for
1: anybody who's listening, who are you today? Today I'm Sweaty, Mm -hmm. and I am Shawnee, my pronouns are she, they, and I am a actor, photographer, and filmmaker living in Brooklyn, and I specialize in actor headshots.
0: Yes, you do. And that's, I I mean, that's really the majority of why you're here, though I'm sure that this conversation will unpack a lot more. I, what's filling your heart right now? Like, what are you – what's making you happy? What's filling you with joy? I'm just curious, selfishly.
1: I mean, I will say the amount of clients that have come to me after this two-year time period that have said, I have found myself, that's yes. what's feeling me. It's really cool to see some um, – I'm going to say some joy, some good that has come out of this time in terms of self-awareness and also just ownership of self, which is cool because we are seeing it in the industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because actors are uh, stepping into themselves strongly. uh, And it's and that's that's fueling me. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Ugh, I love that. I cannot wait to get into this conversation, but I also just want to remind you and myself, do you know where i first do you remember where we first met?
1: Um, I believe it was um auditions for spam Yeah <laughs> that was so long ago. Oh my God, for Lady of the Lake,
0: which Shawnee booked y'all um. But I just, I just remember, I remember that audition so well, oddly, and like most auditions don't stick. And maybe because it was literally at my alma mater and I was like, oh, this is why I'm here. Um, (laughs) But I feel like I haven't seen you much since then. So I mean, for the ether webs, really.
1: Correct. I feel like we saw each other then at a random audition once. And I think Sarah Primer then like was like, hey, you guys know each other. Yeah. And we were like, yes, we met at this audition. Yeah. I think that was the one time since that uh, that Spamaloud audition that we yeah. saw each other in person.
0: Yeah. Wow, I haven't heard of Sarah Primer in years. Hello, Sarah, if you listen. Um, <laughs> wild, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> the world is insane. Um, Well, I'm, I want to just before we even like get into the full weeds of headshot land, how did this particular part of your creative hat begin? Like, how did you begin your photography journey?
1: Totally. So I, um, I went to college for music theater, Mm. but before then even, so I grew up with artists as parents and I always had a camera. I loved photos. Um, and I took photography classes growing up. And then in college, I always tell this anecdote because it's funny to me. I did not drink, and there was some pressure to drink. Mm-hmm. But if I had a camera, that was my excuse. Yes. So I became the unofficial like historian where I would just be like, oh, no, no, I'm good. Holding out my camera. Like, <laughs> let me take a photo. And then that would distract people. Okay. Um. And then because of that, always having a camera, people would be like, hey, could you take my headshots? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I wish I could find them from 15 years ago because yeah. they're so bad. <laughs> um. <laughs> But that's where it kind of started. And then I moved to the city and my first two years in the city, I barely auditioned because I was just trying to make ends meet and I was serving tables and bartending. And then I was like, you know what? I want an artistic outlet. I need Mm -hmm. to do something. So I, in 2010, I started my business. Um, And that first year I just built my portfolio and i mean i i found things i think it was like 75 dollars for a photo shoot um and then built it built it built it and then now here i am 12 years later where it is i joke i am i think i'm like kind of a photographer that dabbles in acting nowadays which i love i i don't mind it at all because i i focus on actor headshots and so i get to be around all the people that i have loved my whole life um as well as occasionally acting.:
0: <laughs> Amazing. Um, so a, a side note for I feel like I'm feeling, I'm feeling very um, parallel to you. I was also that girl who took photos, and then pre-grad school for me, this was my side hustle. I was a photographer. I know.
1: Heck yes.
0: Like I still have the domain, like Jennifer Apple Photography and like stuff from back then is there. And I look at it and I'm like, is this good? Was this good? And the thing that was like my derailing is the editing process. I hate it. I despise to this day, I despise editing, but I'm always, I'm always that girl with photos and taking pictures and I have all my iterations of cameras and yada, yada, yada. But I'm just, I'm, in some ways I'm envious of people like yourself who are like, I continued to love it and I continue to do it because it really did, you know, in, in some ways it's like a voyeuristic visual into people's psyche and their hearts and their souls and you really just see people in a very intimate way and it's meeting people at their core of who they are and there was something so magical about that. So in some ways I'm going to live vicariously through you and what you are doing now again because this was a different chapter season of my own life. I love um, that. I know. But the industry certainly changed since like the outdoor headshots, like by like a brick wall. <laughs> now it's like, where's your color? What are you doing? Yeah. Um, so let's get into it. If I were to find a headshot photographer and I was Googling in the world, what about you would I want to shoot with? Or why would I choose you? What about you makes you who you are as a photographer?
1: Um, great question. Uh, so I, I came up with this phrase a couple of years ago because I was in like a leadership workshop and um, I created this phrase that says, I create spaces where everyone is seen and heard, building connection and acknowledging worth by lifting my voice so others feel free to lift theirs. Yes. Took me a long time. Um, and I stand by that. Um, I think that I have worked very hard to shape the reputation of a space for all that will capture your authentic self
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: without you even knowing. Cause I think that that can be scary. Like I don't, a lot of clients will be like, I don't know what my authentic self is yeah. yet. Um, but I do <laughs> like, I will, <laughs> yeah. I will get there. Um, and so I think that I, I should change my wording on that. If I'm thinking of my like therapist, uh, I know I, uh, I, I do create that space. I also am adamant about, um, walking the walk, not just talking the talk. So, uh, Mm -hmm. 10% of my profit goes to a charity of my choice, essentially every month. Um, and this year it has been the first couple of months were Equality Texas, um, to help our, um trans siblings out there. And then the past couple months have been, um, like abortion foundations Amazing. Um, to aid in that. And so that is really, really cool to me. Um, because like clients are not only supporting me, but they are supporting others as well. Yeah. Um, and then also I am actively auditioning. I'm actively booking work in commercial theater and TV film and, So it kind of gives me that view on what's happening. I understand what it's like to get headshots taken. I understand what um, casting and agents and everybody is looking for on the other end. Uh, And I can kind of put those two centers of knowledge together to help create the best uh, outcome, I'll say. Um, Not even experience because that has nothing to do with the other end of the table um, so that you can really see something come from your headshot session. Yeah. My, my favorite thing is when clients reach out or sometimes agents reach out and they're just like, oh, this person was having a really hard time getting in the room and now we've got them in the room, you know, for four Um, I mean, sometimes it's recurring, like right out of the bat, like recurring roles. And I'm like, that's incredible. I had somebody that just said that they, um, got their first Broadway audition, um, after our headshot session. It's things like that. Like I want tangible evidence. And so, uh, I get really specific and I think you can see that in my photos.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. So I've decided to work (laughs) with you and (laughs)
1: great. So leading up to this process,
0: I'm just going to, I'm going to make myself a very, I've never, let's say I've never taken headshots, right? So I'm just going to pretend or that I was literally never a photographer and I didn't know any of these things. (laughs) So what do I need to know about myself going into a shoot? Is it, is it my energy? Is it my aesthetic? Is it types and roles? Is it, I hate this word so much type, but also brand. I also hate that. Like what are we, what do I need to know about myself before I even deal with the space and what I'm wearing and all that jazz.
1: Okay. So I too don't love what has historically been referred to as type, yeah. but when I talk about it, I literally want to think of it's like the commonalities of the types of roles you want, not necessarily what your type is that we've heard in the industry, but let's say you make a list I always suggest making a list of dream roles or TV shows that you've seen that you're like, I want to be on that. And it's that thing where you can find common roles. So let's say uh, within that list, you have Mimi in Rent. Uh, Now I'm going to blank on all names and and everything. Um, Clark from The 100. Don't know if you watched that. Um, What's her face in Next to Normal? That sings... Superboy and the Invisible Girl, you know, whatever. Yeah. Those are all you can see. Those are all contemporary and like a little we'll call them edgy. Yeah. Um, And that will inform you of that type. Like that's your like badass edgy. You're going to um, <laughs> you're going to be strong, powerful, connected in that way. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I kind of talk about like If I refer to type, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying like, oh, looking at you, Jennifer, you are this type. No, Um, because you are more than that. You can do whatever you want. Um, So I always suggest kind of knowing, at least knowing the types of roles that you want to play. Mm -hmm. And some people have a really hard time with that. And then it's like, well, do you like, we can go even simpler. Um, so it's like, do you like comedy? Is it Shakespeare and classics? Is it, um, big, broad musicals? Those are all going to inform your photographer about what you do. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully that will, the photographer has that in mind, um, to help. So that is one thing to know about yourself. The rest in terms of like, some people come in, and they're like, I don't know what to do with my body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's okay. Like you as an actor are trained in connection. And that's really all we want. And hopefully your photographer will be there to give you direction. Um, there are a couple tips that I always give, you know, I like the um, client to lean forward a little bit, it gives it a little bit of that activeness, because it's a Two-dimensional stagnant photo. Mm -hmm. But if we can bring some activeness to it, then great. But like those aren't things I think the client should worry about. Okay. Um, so really to me, you just need to know the roles that you want to play. And then from there, that's where you your homework comes in to get your outfits going. So the days of wearing jewel tones are over. thank praise
0: (laughs) praise me and
1: it is it is all about specificity um the casting directors are looking at i mean i saw that you had erica hart on Mm -hmm. and i remember she posted something about like within three hours she had like 1800 submissions yes so it's things like they're looking at thumbnails for thousands of them so as, as soon as they look at it, we want them to feel something. So that's where your clothing choice can be really powerful. So that's the other thing that you can know it before you even book is your clothes. But honestly, that can also come after you book because you can talk to the photographer a little bit. But I can cool. go into that now if you
0: want. Yeah. Yeah. So let's jump to clothing because, okay. I mean, there's the, but I shouldn't wear something Distracting. Or I, I don't want to, you know, dress like I'm a thing that isn't me. But also my favorite shirt isn't necessarily flattering because it hangs off. of. Like, what does one do when one is either I don't care about my clothing or one cares too much about the clothing and all the things in between?
1: Okay. So, all right. There were so many things you just said I want to comment on. Um, <laughs> we have time. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me think. Okay. Well, first of all, If you don't think it's you, don't, don't really wear it. You know, like I, I am a queer person. And when my, my manager wanted me to get headshots, that was like first date. Um, and I was like, "Mm, do you, what do you mean by that? She was like, just something really like pretty that you would wear on a first date. And in my mind, I was like, I would wear a leather jacket and like, That's not what you want. So then I, you know, talked to her. I was like, do you mean something like soft um, and romantic? She was like, yeah. And honestly, the only thing I have, I have this soft um, purple sweater. um, And I ended up wearing that. And I chose like a lighter background and then a softer expression, like a soft smile. Mm -hmm. Because like I'm not going to wear a like frills. I'm not going to wear a spaghetti strap. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not going to wear what I think, I think like a romantic lead would wear, but I can wear something that will soften me a little bit. So it's things like that to think about. Um, How would you present? How would you like to be dressed? If you walked in and the wardrobe was like, all right, you have your choice of This or this. It's kind of the, like, two ends of the spectrum. Which one would you be? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm explaining that well. But it's that, like, you can decide which end of the spectrum you are if you don't fit the other end.
0: Well, what if it's that you genuinely don't care? (laughs) I know, like, I think that's part of maybe I'm projecting on. I'm owning this space here that, like, I wouldn't call myself a fashionista in any way of any term. And it's, like, for me… I think similarly to you, like on a date, like I'm just wearing whatever I'm comfortable with and like then I get to show up and that's the whole point of why I'm on a date with you anyways. Like hopefully you get to meet me, right? Or like a first impression of any capacity. So it's like if I'm going to wear what I'm going to wear, it's probably going to be something chill and cool or, you know, breathable and comfortable, but that isn't necessarily – I don't necessarily have like the whole plethora of options in my closet. Do I need to go out and then find, say, soft? Do I need to find, say, hard? Or is it like just wherever your dial is, just own the fact that this is your dial and we will make it work when you all get there?
1: That's how I feel about it. I definitely feel like we'll make it work, especially with colored backgrounds being a popular thing these days. It's like You can bring in a white shirt and a black shirt and we'll make it work. Yeah. To give the connotation of anything. Yeah. It can get more specific. Then we get into the thing of like, we can get more specific with hair. And makeup and jewelry and accessories as well. So there are ways that you can help with that. Um, But yeah, I always say if you want to go shopping, just keep the tags on and then return it.
0: We live. Totally,
1: totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. I don't like people to overthink, but it is try to allow yourself to... uh, Maybe have fun with the fact that you could buy something um, and then return it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no stores are listening. This is not sponsored by anything. Please. We didn't say it, but we might have said it. So just we didn't tell you. <laughs> go shopping and keep tanks. And we didn't. It, you did not hear it here <laughs> first.
1: It's yeah. basically like you're just trying it on in the dressing
0: room. Yeah. And then when somebody's like, this is an amazing outfit, you're like, yeah, you can go to that store and still try it on. I returned it last week. Yeah, it's yeah. still there. Um <laughs> And then what about things that for people who, you know, maybe aren't as comfortable in their bodies or are going through some sort of you know, body transformation and they still need to get headshots, how do you tell, talk to, communicate with people about owning their bodies as beautiful where they are, about clothing that fits them for who they are, embracing all of that, the body dynamic, which I know is a big overwhelming – I want to like flag here that this is like potentially triggering and content warning. I don't know, but also I can imagine it can be really sensitive. So I just want to tag that.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to say that that doesn't always happen in terms of talking about clothing. To me, Mm -hmm. that is part we I open up with my clients about my struggles. I like we will talk about this and it's it's pretty amazing to see the atmosphere and the energy in the room shift just because we are being honest Mm. and vulnerable and also with that sentiment you don't need to look at your headshot after it's taken Mm. the point of a headshot is literally it's a tool and it just needs to look like you yeah and I always say it's that thing where it's like I don't like the way I look but that's what I look like I can see a photo and be like yeah that's that is what I look like. And it is mm-hmm. a skill that comes with practice of being able to, um, like yes. disconnect from the emotional aspect of what you look like, yeah. um, to be able to look at yourself and be like, yeah, I mean, I see a thousand things wrong with my face, but that's, that's my face. Right. And that is a good, objectively good photo of me connecting with the eyes, okay. telling the story I want it to tell. So as with clothing, don't wear something that you don't feel comfortable in. If it is too tight and you feel uncomfortable in it, don't wear it. If it is loose and you feel uncomfortable in it, don't wear it. Or I have clips here. We can clip it. But usually you don't feel comfortable even with clips. Also, like they are digital. We will take so many photos. You only need a few. It's, It's that thing where... And then don't ever look at it. I I never look at my headshot. I mean, the only time I see it is if I'm gonna self-submit on Actors Access, and literally it take it's two seconds. So I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna use mm-hmm. that one, and then I'm done. I do not have to spend time on it, and I I think that is perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Um. It's just like you don't spend time in front of the mirror. That's what my therapist yeah. is it's like, don't mirror, don't mirror check, don't do yeah. that. Also, isn't
0: it weird – I mean, this is a total tangent, but isn't it strange that you will never actually know what you look like? Do you know what I mean? Like you – and I think there's something really beautiful in that where even in a mirror, it's a reflection. When you look in a camera, it's a a captured moment when you – when somebody sees you through their eyes and they tell you what – it's always – actually mirrored and also not what you... You are never, ever, ever in your entire existence of living on this planet ever able to see yourself. And for me, that's actually quite freeing because it's mm-hmm. this, you, its also the idea that we sound like something in our because of the echo in our own heads of how our voices sound and the timbre of our voice and our sound. And then you listen to your recording, you're like, oh, who's that? Which happened to me in this podcast. I was like, who is my voice? And then it was like, "Just just your voice. Like, no, you just cannot. It is what it is. But you'll never, ever actually know. And there's something really freeing about that, I think, or at least that it, it, whether it's disassociation or whether it's disconnecting from it, it's just like no matter how you view yourself and whatever means you view yourself, it will never actually be what another person is receiving. So just it's just energy wasted.
1: Correct. But if you sat in on my therapy sessions, yeah. it would definitely be me being like, no, I know this is what I love. I agree. This is <laughs> this is
0: coming from maybe a place of deflection from my own therapy that I also am doing of like, yeah, yeah, no, it's totally fine. You are who you are and that is what it is and you just need to own that. And it's like, is it okay? Yeah. It's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah, yeah. absolutely owning the fact that this isn't, this isn't just a solved thing. I'm not here being yeah. like friends. <laughs> I have this figured out. I don't. Yes
1: the rational versus the emotional brain completely, Um, completely. But yeah, I, I mean, it's hard getting headshots taken is hard. Um, so I try to I try to explain to take the pressure off, um, as a headshot photographer who makes my living doing this. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Um, but really, what it comes down to is it just, it needs to look like you, it needs to be well lit, it needs to give them an instant idea of who you are and what you're capable of doing. And it needs to be somewhat connected in the eyes because otherwise they might not feel an emotional pull to it.
0: Have you been using the same monologue for years and could use a new piece? Are you applying to BA, BFA or MFA programs and need a monologue for that process? Are you someone who simply has no idea where to search for monologues? Well, lucky for you, I do what is called monologue sourcing in which I find monologues specifically chosen for you. So many artists use pieces based off external labeling for types and roles rather than find pieces sharing who they really are and what speaks to them. So we'll meet virtually together. You share who you are as a human, what you love, your dislikes, your values, beliefs, family, friends, love, politics, you name it, I will help guide you through this. And then I go off on my own and find you monologues chosen just for you that fit like a glove. I've been doing monologue sourcing for years as an extension of the coaching I do with artists, and I have found pieces in this way for over hundreds of artists thus far. So if you are someone who wants to feel empowered about the monologues you bring into rooms and use for auditions, I would love to help you find them. And because you are a dedicated listener of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, I want to provide you with a custom link to an exclusive rate when you check out today. Head to com slash podcast promo to register. That's empoweredartistcollectivecom slash podcast promo right now. I cannot wait to help you find monologues you absolutely adore. We'll talk about the emotional stuff in, like, a second. I just want to, like, get all the, like, esthetic stuff out of the way because cool, cool, this is, like, where people tend to go and it's, like, is this what this is about? Um, makeup, hair, facial hair, jewelry, that stuff, what?
1: Yeah. mm mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, I always say, like, if you – just be honest with yourself. Like, if you are a person that wears makeup and you do not <laughs> think that you do a good job – Hire a makeup artist. Book a package that has a makeup artist.
0: And do you have some that you always use? Like you have your yeah. people?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I work with um, four or five on rotation, um, all within the industry as either actors themselves or they went to school for acting or they're working on Broadway as makeup artists, just because then everybody, <laughs> we can talk about the same world. Yeah. It's not people coming from the editorial world um, or the corporate world. It's mm-hmm. people in it. Um and yeah so it's that honest approach it's if you if you don't normally wear makeup and you look at yourself objectively in the mirror and you say I have redness in my skin I have acne prone skin I am very shiny and need somebody to you know help me out with that yeah book a makeup artist there are different packages I do not gender my packages so I have a grooming package and a full makeup package which um, grooming is just the you know, skin stuff, redness reduction, shine reduction, under eye coverage. Um, whereas the full makeup will be all of that plus mm-hmm. eye makeup, blush, lips. Um, so you can be wearing makeup without looking like you're wearing makeup. And I always suggest that because, also, I I don't know if photographers don't do this anymore but there used to be a time where they would not give you the high resolution images you should be getting the high resolution images i i just don't think that there's any reason why you shouldn't but so with like with me you get all the high resolution images i want them to look as good as possible so you can use them unretouched if you want and that's what i always if you get a makeup artist like chances are you will look even more retouched without being retouched um so you can use more photos without paying more. Um, but then there are people that they you can look at them. you They look at themselves and they say, no, my skin looks pretty darn good. And don't use makeup artists. Or I really, I'm very good at makeup. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Great. Um, so it's that kind of honesty with self about makeup. Um, hair, it's the same thing. If you have no idea what you're doing, I suggest getting somebody. And I will speak for my um, artists. We will not put our ideas of what we think your hair or makeup should look like on you. So I always say, like, my clients are the executive producer. Hmm. You have final say. You you, like we are a client based service. You are paying for us. Um, We will give you our professional assistance. If you do not know what to do, we will say, oh, this is probably uh like this is probably what we would do if we had the choice um but ultimately like you are in charge so i'm not gonna change your curl pattern i'm gonna take the like the straighter sections and curl it to match the curlier sections right because that happens with curly hair um if i always suggest if you if you can change up your hair throughout um i mean and that could literally just be pulling it half back pulling it into a ponytail a lot of people will come in and say they just want their hair down and i and i understand that i think it also comes from that idea that we need to look i'm gonna quote unquote say pretty right um and then if we unpack that it is this idea of wearing hair down if you have long hair yeah um which isn't is not correct on lots of levels. Um, it is just that thing of if you are going in for an athlete, if you are going in for a young mom, if there are certain roles that would not wear their hair down. Yeah. Because it would just not be plausible. Like you would not be a cheerleader with your hair down. So, I mean, if you're going out for glee in 2000, when was that? I don't even know. Five? Ten. I
0: don't know. Whoa. Sure.
1: I don't know. <laughs> Long time ago. Yeah. Like, if you're going out for a sugar on there, like, they wear their hair in ponytails, wear your hair in a ponytail. So, it is that kind of like, it can change the face. If you have facial hair, if you are not opposed to shaving it, do it. Mm-hmm. It completely changes your look. Yeah. If you have, uh, I worked with this one client with short, curly hair, and throughout, She came with it curly and then we like ended up straightening it at the end and it just like completely different. Yeah. And that's what she would do for those certain auditions. It's, it's that knowing, and then we'll tie it back to what we talked about at the beginning of knowing self of this idea that like, if you are prime time, like if you are going in for prime time shows, chances are you're going to be hair straightened. Mm -hmm. it's little things like that like knowing but then if you also want to go for streaming or you want to go or you want to show your curl pattern wear it curly like there's little things that can make it super specific um are you going for upper east side like money you might get a blowout every day like this character might get a blowout every day it's just things like that to think about also there's no right or wrong in any of this like if you think, no, if I was a rich bitch on the Upper East Side, like, I would wear my curl pad. I would wear my yeah. hair natural. Great. that awesome. Then let's yeah. do that.
0: Yeah. It's
1: just things to think about. And you can play with it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where I am with hair and makeup.
0: Cool. What about jewelry? It's
1: a tool. Jewelry. Yes, go for it. I love my I love my clients that come in. They're like, I'm an earring person, (laughs) and I brought these dinosaur earrings, and I'm like, amazing. Where did you get them? I want to buy them. Obsessed. Um, Yeah. We we my most liked photo of 2021 was Gwyn with a pink fuzzy jacket, a pink background, and like pink lollipop earrings. Amazing. And Gwyn is now. Well, was on uh, the Oklahoma tour and then was at Williams uh, Theater Festival, like. Booking like crazy because she had a um, knowledge of self. And really demonstrated it in the photos. Amazing. And and they're also just an amazing human. But um, but so, yeah, accessories. Sure. Beanie. Go for it. Uh, I mean, you know, like pearls. Yeah. I had I had I had a client that lives on the Upper East Side and she was like this is my Upper East Side look. And she brought a turtleneck, a puff jacket oh my God. and pearls. Yes. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. Like just the pearls made it like in a puff jacket like mm-hmm. she's going for a workout. With um, no. It's it's that thing where it's like that is so specific. Yeah. And we instantly know, oh, yeah, we know who this is. Well, what I'm
0: hearing from you is, you know, I I think there's the fine line of when something feels, quote, unquote, costumey versus when something is authentically your interpretation of the things that you know you can do, right? And therefore, it becomes more fun when it's like, this is the playground. I love playing all these things and with all these things in this playground. This is my time in these couple of hours with you to just literally play with all of these things that I personally love, whether it's the outfit, the hair, the costume, not costume, the like the wardrobe, the jewelry, whatnot. It's your space to play with the people and the types and the things that speak to your heart.
1: Yeah. Like I wouldn't say wear a cheerleading outfit, but I'd say maybe a tank top, like right. a razor rack tank top that's going to be kind of cut like one. You know, right. what? I mean? it's it's that thing where you can allude to. And then it also makes it more versatile than the costume. Right. Because then that could be gymnast. That could be track star. That could yeah. be just somebody showing off that they have. Great deltoids, like like I don't know, listen, like these knows? breakdowns
0: these days, you never know <laughs> this character must have great deltoids, and if they don't, please do not submit.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: <laughs> listen, uh, truly um let's talk now about the emotional component or the when you are in front of the camera and all of a sudden now there's lights and now there's a camera and now there's like it's you, <laughs> yeah. how do you? hold a hand? How do you encourage? And or how do I, if I were standing in that spot, bring of myself in this, in this situation to really show up through my eyes, through my face in the most natural way that is of me?
1: I always say it's easier for actors to be other people than themselves in mm. front of the camera. So sometimes I will suggest this idea that you are, Jennifer, in this world, Who doesn't mind getting their photo taken? Actually might kind of like it. It's like you can, I I don't know. I always suggest that, try to put that in there, fake it till you make it kind of thing. Because it really does work. I also have a worksheet that I offer to all my clients that is more character based, which I think helps people get out of their head because that is what we're trained to do. We're not trained to take a headshot. We're trained to be and to connect. Yeah. So within that workshop what worksheet, I have this section that is like phrases that this character would say. And that is helpful because then um you're up there, you're doing um, you know, the young mom. Uh -hmm. and then you're just thinking, like, oh, I'm so proud like look at that's my kid. They're sharing. Look, oh, um, Oh, you guys want some orange slices? Like, you you know what I mean? It's yeah. like you kind of put on, you become this, like, character of, like, oh, I'm stepping into this. Or, like, mm-hmm. the badass, like, I don't know. I just lifted my eyebrows just literally thinking of the line, like, what do you want? Right. You know, like, and we're not looking for specific expressions. I'm not, like, just give me expressions. It mm-hmm. is just, like, what's going on in your head. It. Some people don't. Work with the phrases, and then it's just thinking of a a person, a scene partner. I'm mm-hmm. very active in my directing, um, and I and I've heard that other photographers are not. So then it is more on the client, but I will always try to give you what you are the circumstance, mm-hmm. and then also body direction in terms of relax your shoulders. Yeah. Chin up, chin down, like whatever I see, because a lot of people will tense up their shoulders. You know, I will help with that. I don't think those should be in the actor's minds. Um, Mm -hmm. so I guess I would recommend it's like one have faith that, you know, how to connect. Mm -hmm. Think of the camera as your favorite scene partner Mm. and, and just connect. Also, it's hard for me because I'm like, we're going to be having so much fun. Like it's just going to happen. So like, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't really actually like know how it happens, but it does. Trust me. It
0: does. (laughs) Well, I think you're bringing up something really important too, right? Like the whole process for many people, like they love a headshot session because it's a time to just be and explore and have fun. Other people, you know, it's, it's a process and they, whatever, and new people, some people it's just new But I think what you are touching on is the fact that it is a relationship, you and the camera, and also, more importantly, you and who you decide to shoot with, right? It is something that if you are not comfortable with the person who is using this vessel through which to capture you, then you are not going to show up as yourself. And if you have somebody that you've vetted and you've communicated with and you've taken time to discuss the things that important to you or you're nervous about, I would imagine that therefore your session is infinitely more powerful just because you feel seen.
1: Yes. And with that, when you're looking for a headshot photographer, I mean, we're all good at stalking people. Like (sighs) you should definitely check out what they stand for also, (laughs) these like please, but also like What do they post about? Do they post only, I don't know, only selfies? Like, I don't know. That to me tells me what that type of person is. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they posting only dog photos? I'm just saying that would be my first (laughs) choice. Like, no, (laughs) no, but like do some, like you said, vetting about the person. Also um, website Professionalism, sure, but talk to if you if you know people that have worked with them. That is a great way to know about the experience if um, if you can. And then also, I always suggest if you love a photographer's work, find and you don't know anybody that has worked with them, find the. So let's say we're on Instagram and you're like, oh, this portfolio is amazing. If they tag those actors, please click and see if you can see what Mm. those actors look like, not in a headshot. Mm -hmm. Because there are times where I'm like, man, this photographer is incredible. And then I click on the actor's profile and I'm like, this looks nothing like that. So that is along with personality. um, And then that comes that brings trust of knowing that it's going to look like you. And then also if you have known somebody that has worked with them or you can get a sense of who they are. Um, I mean, I've tried to be, I've been trying to make those silly reels so that people (laughs) understand that like, I'm kind (laughs) of weird.
0: But like in the best way.
1: Weird is like my highest compliment.
0: Okay. Great, 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 great. Great. (laughs) Like, I'm like, is there an apology here? Cause I don't like it.
1: Absolutely not. No, like proud.
0: Great. Good. Yes.
1: Um, but that type of like, I'm trying to get my energy out there so people understand that like I'm not a stiff, yeah, corporate human. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean corporate in a negative connotation, but I just am not corporate. Yeah. I know this is a sticky
0: question, but I'd love to talk about price pointing things. Yeah. Um, and help me navigate this with you and how you feel comfortable, but. You know, I feel like there is a very clear distinction of range with headshot photographers where there is the high end and because that has that price tag associated with it, there is an assumption that this is what, what, what must be done or there's like the very, very low and I don't mean that in, in like a negative connotation but like a low end of price range you're like well i guess they haven't had as much experience because they're offering it at this rate and then there's what i would argue is like the middle range of things but no matter what you're shelling out money so can we talk money for a
1: moment yes
0: i guess that's my question
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it it is it is hard um if you i always say if you love a photographer's work who is over $1,000 or close to it or whatever. Yeah, if you can save up and work with them, great. I have, I, lots of clients (laughs) I just had, I feel like, who was it? It was somebody where they um, mentioned another um, photographer and I was like, well, yeah, if you wanna shell out this much money, like I I basically made a joke about me costing less. Mm -hmm. And this client said like, well, yeah, I'm, I noticed that as well. Like in a way that it was like, that was the deciding factor, which there's absolutely no shame in that. Mm -hmm. Like if you're like, I love this person's work, but I cannot afford that. It's kind of that thing where it's like, if you have a list and you put it in order of who you would prefer to work with, and then you Go through and you're like, I cannot afford the first and second person, and you're going to go with the third. Go with the third, like if that's what you can afford. If you can save up for a couple months, if you really want to work with that first on your list, go for it. Mm -hmm. But I definitely agree that there is this idea that when they cost more, it's because they're the best. Right. And the best is so subjective. Like who who knows to to one person they could be to somebody else they might not be. Mm-hmm. But again it's that who speaks to you, what do you like, do does it look like the client? Um and then also I will say like a lot of the time the price point is higher because they have a studio space, right? And I I am sitting in my large living room right now with photography equipment behind yeah. <laughs> me. As you can see, I I shoot in my home. Um it's a it's a large space. It's essentially the size of what I could probably get for twenty two hundred dollars a month for a mm-hmm. studio space. But I don't have that overhead, so I don't have to charge as much. Right. Um. And I also. As an actor myself, I also understand what it is, and I try to keep my prices low um, and my prices honestly went up for the first time in. Like four years this year, and I justified it because of inflation. Yeah. Otherwise, I like hate doing that. Mm-hmm. But inflation was out of control. So um, yeah. Um, but yeah. So it it is it's that that so that has something to do with the price point. It's not necessarily um always who has worked with the you know best people or whatever. Sometimes mm-hmm. it literally is just their overhead is higher, so they have to charge more. Yeah. So it really comes down to who resonates with you and what you're capable of spending.
0: Right. How often do you think somebody, um, I don't like the word, but should update their headshots? Um, is it just like if you change aesthetically or if you energetically feel different? Is it is it totally subjective? Is it objective?
1: Um, y- yes. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> Great.
1: So I always say... If you are self-submitting and you keep noticing that, like, oh, man, I don't have a headshot for this role, this type of role, and I keep seeing this type of role, you know, make note of that. Mm-hmm. Um, Or if your agents do the same, your agents' managers might say, you know, like, we could really use this. That might be time to update something. Yes. If you change your hair drastically, and I mean, like, drastically, and you're going to keep it that way, because, like, mm-hmm. sometimes... I mean, when I, I'm growing out my hair now, but when I would have like fades, I like, yeah, two months would pass and it looked pretty different, but like, it's still short hair. Yeah. Um, and I would cut it nicely if I, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they would cut it or I would cut it before booking a job or something like that. Um, and if you dye your hair and you know, you're going to dye it back in six weeks is, you know, you don't need to, Mm -hmm. um, if you look at your headshots and you think that you're like, I don't even know this person anymore because you have, you know, um, become, you know, more connected with a certain part of yourself or you just feel like a different human. I also say that could be a time. If, if somebody in a like pay to play or workshop or something says to you, like you need a new headshot, this doesn't look like you. Take a step back, understand that that's just feedback. And then you assess if you th- agree or disagree, because if you disagree, don't spend your money. Yeah, Um. because there there are people that come in and they're just like this one person in this casting workshop said that um, I was wearing too much makeup. And I was like, oh, uh, OK, <laughs> I, I. I don't know what that means. Right. Um, Sometimes you do. Sometimes you can say this person's wearing too much makeup, but also other times that is just something that they wanted to say, or it's not, it's not uh, helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Like tell me exactly what you mean. Do I look older than I, do I look older than I look in person because of the makeup? That's, that is more helpful. Right. Um, But Sometimes people get caught up on one person's comment Mm -hmm. because it's, it's that thing where somebody's going to be like, I really like outdoor photos. Yeah. And you're going to be like, well, yeah, everyone else likes indoor right now. So, right. Right. Um, But again, it's being kind of self-aware and objective with yourself. Yeah. So
0: on day of or pre-day of what would be said Mm -hmm. physical preparation?
1: Let's start two weeks ahead. Great. Okay. If you need a haircut, get a haircut. (laughs) If you have short hair or you know your hair, if you have long, but usually with short hair, I know that my hair looks great five days after haircut. Mm -hmm. So I am going to plan a haircut five days before my head shine. Things like that. Think ahead. So I always say about two weeks ahead. Also two weeks ahead. If you do not exfoliate, try it. Try it.
0: But also try it all the time. Like not every day, but like put that into routine.
1: Right, but I'm saying like don't try it the day of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> cuz I don't know what's going to happen. But um cuz I will always say like hide like moisturize and exfoliate if you can, but um try it ahead of time in mm-hmm. case it <laughs> in case you don't like it or in case it doesn't go well. Um and then once you get to the day of or I'll say the night before, because for my, for me, I will do an exfoliating mask and then an overnight hydration mask okay, into skincare. the day of. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I have like a list of some um, masks and stuff. But so then that goes into the day of also the day before drink water, because don't know if you know, hydration comes from the day before, mm-hmm. not necessarily the day of. So drink lots of water. Simply because, well, honestly, always drink lots of water. Start start two weeks ahead.
0: Start now, friends. You're start thinking you're getting now. headshots in six years. Start drinking water. <laughs> this is the time. Oh, my God.
1: the I started drinking a gallon of water in 2019, a gallon a day. I kid you not, I noticed a huge difference in my face. Wow. Um, also my energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and then, like, I know that I like to work out in the mornings. It makes me feel less stressed. So I would probably do that. I also feel like it de-puffs. Some people have like good roll. They roll their skin or gua sha. Mm -hmm. Do the things that you like to do um, that you feel good about the day of. Try to get sleep. I know that's like the hardest thing because people are like, that's not going to happen. Try to get some rest. Eat. Please do not not eat. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're not going to feel well and you're not going to be as connected because you're going to be tired. Um and bring snacks if you want. Um and then also like if you are a nervous human, please like bring things that will help you. I had a client so she did a, a book with a friend shoot so we had the two of them and um she brought her like sewing stuff so that when her friend was shooting she was sewing, and that calms her. Hmm. Um, people will make playlists. I mean, I play some really good tunes, but okay. if you have songs that you like, love, and that help, please. If you have a certain tea that helps you, bring it. I've got a lot of tea options here, but also, you know what I mean. Like, just do what you need, um, and don't be ashamed of that. If you were gonna, if you were going to set, if you were gonna be. Um, a guest star, and you had five days on set, and you were—I mean, I—I I have something that I would bring into my dressing room. I would probably bring that to a headshot session, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it helps if it helps. It helps. Don't bring, but don't bring like a whole luggage case of stuff.
0: <laughs> Someone moves into your home, you're like, "This is my home." They bring all their
1: crystals, like yeah. Yeah. all my crystals yeah. with me
0: in this weather too, and be like, "All right, yeah. here I am hauling just, pounds of crystals." Just
1: one crystal's fine. Great. Um, but yeah, those are, those are like, people always ask like, what can I do physically? Mm -hmm. Just that it's, it's simple. Don't change anything drastically, but drink water and moisturize your face. Amazing. Um,
0: is there anything else on your heart that you would like to share about this conversation?
1: It is a really tricky thing. It is something that feels like a lot of pressure for headshots and, um, I just, I would just like to pass on that our lives are way much, like way more than this. And to me, that brings solace to me. I have found the things that bring me joy outside of what I look like. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard. And, um, also it feels like there's a lot of pressure that you're, uh, you need a head like specific headshot to get you in the room. And it's not necessarily that it is your relationships. It is um, like nurturing those with uh, friends who are going to pass on your name with casting directors that you have given solid um, self-tapes nowadays for that will keep bringing you in no matter what your headshot. Like it really try to take the pressure off yourself. Try to find the fun in it like you do with auditions i know that though you know we can sometimes find the fun in that because it's like a minute and a half of us uh, uh, performing and kind of think of headshots the same way it's something that we have to do um and it can be it can be liberating it can be really motivating it can be fun (laughs) uh so try to take that pressure off
0: i love it um Thank you for all of the wisdom and clarity that you shared in this time. If anybody wants to work with you or your artists that you work with, or if people want to collaborate or what have you, we didn't even talk about your other hats that you wear, but what would you like to plug in this moment within your boundaries of communication?
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, you can find me on Instagram at Shawnee Hodgson photography. Um, It's just kind of hard to spell. S H A N I H A D J I A N photography.
0: We'll also have the link in the show notes. Great. <laughs> oh great. Thank you yeah, so much. Uh,
1: <laughs> and um then my website is very useful, photography.shanihodgen.com. Those are probably the two most frequented places that you can learn about me. Mm-hmm. Um Emails, photos at ShawneeHodgen.com, but that's everywhere on those social media places. I made a list of resources of people that I know and <laughs> like. Okay. Um, um, acting classes. I love audition arts. Acting coach, Shannon Marie Sullivan. Dialect coaches, Carrie Saffron. And then also Amy Jo Jackson, who I know you had on the show. Yeah, we did. Um, other photographer that I am obsessed with and um, love is human, MBJ Photography. Director and cinematographer, if you need a reel or if you have a film need made, is Natalia Bugadelis. All these people, like I follow, you can find them from my site, um, from my Instagram. And then my makeup artists are Tina Scariano, Brady Coughlin, Kaylee Weir, Carly Hughes, and Dottie Peterson, who are all tagged in like every single one of my photos. Great. And I just had to put out all of those amazing uh, female and non binary uh, people to support Obsessed.
0: Obsessed uh, here in this space is like my favorite thing. When people are like, "These are resources," and it's just like, y'all, the reason you can go back on a podcast is you can stop and start this thing a gazillion times and like be like, "What? What was? What? This was? Uh, uh, okay, got it, got it, got it." Um, thank you for that. We love a plug. We love a share. We love making community stronger by working with really yeah. great people. Because why would we withhold that? Is yeah. really my philosophy on that. So, amen. Um, thank you so much for being here with us in this community and sharing in this way. Um, thank you. And demystifying. I feel like a lot is, you know, there's like these assumptions and yes, you're one human being and I imagine other photographers would have their opinions, but like I value yours so that's why you're here and um, I'm grateful that you shared in this way. So thank you.
1: Thank you for having me and for creating this space. Thank you.
0: Now, before you tune out this episode, Shani has been so gracious and is offering an Empowered Artists Collective discount code for anybody who decides to book with them after this episode. So use EAC10 for 10% off any package on Shawnee's website, and all of that information is linked in our show notes. Now, if you like this episode, please like, follow, and most importantly, review us. This allows us to reach other individuals who want to be having these conversations as well. If you didn't like it, just let it all slide. If you have not yet done so, please follow us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and more on our website at empoweredartistcollective.com. Plus, if you're seeking some merch we got you that's also linked in the show notes below as always i am so grateful that you keep on coming back and we will be back again next week
1: until then